Welcome back to another episode of Tips and Tricks for Online Instructors. Today, I have Miss Amanda Hall with me. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, and we finally meet. I finally see you. I know, it's been forever. <laughs> All right, so tell us what you do, Amanda. So I am currently a high school biology teacher in Texas, um, but I have taught elementary, middle, and high school in um, science and English, and in elementary, I did all subjects. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you're, you're the guru. I yeah, always skipped, taught it all. <laughs> look, I skipped out on elementary. I was like, you know what? I can't learn is everything else. I can do English. I can do English. To relearn everything else, no. So I skipped over elementary. Yeah. And it takes, you know, everyone has their, their niche and it took me a little while to find mine and I'm really loving high school now. All right. So what tips do you want to share with us today? So in biology, my students have over 300 vocabulary words that they have to wow. learn in the school year. And they're not words you use in like everyday conversation that they would have practiced or heard before. So something that I've really had to adapt to this year is varying out a variety of different vocabulary activities that they can do that are going to keep them like engaged and focused but also give them like ownership of these words instead of just memorizing definitions so they're actually learning and not just regurgitating yeah so one of my favorite activities is called a vocab carousel um, and this is something you can do in person, but I'll also give some tips on how you can do it online. Um, okay. so many of us are still virtual right now. Um, so a vocab carousel, I would take about 10 words and I have a very large classroom with really big whiteboards. So I just write each word spaced out on all of my boards, but you could use poster paper. You could even write on tables, however it is you want to do it and what works best for your classroom. And so I pair up my students and each pair goes to a word. They get one minute on a timer and they can write a word, phrase, or draw a picture that's going to help them like remember that word. Some kids like to point out like, you know, Latin roots. Some kids, it makes them think of another word that is similar or they draw a picture. You know, I get a variety of different things, which is really cool. So in that minute, they draw their thing or write their thing, the timer goes off, and then they rotate. And we do that over and over again until they have gone and done every word. And it really helps too, because they can see what other people have drawn and written. So if they're kind of having like a mind block, they can look at what other people have done to kind mm -hmm. of get their, their memory going. I love that. And you know what? I am definitely one of those teachers that believes like, get up. I don't believe that I should be the only one teaching. Like mm -hmm. I'm the teacher, but I should be facilitating and exactly. you guys should be actively learning. So yes. anything that gets them up out of their seats, away from their cell phones and moving around the room, I'm all for it. Yes, they love it. Even my like really resistant students that aren't usually participating, yeah. they have a partner which helps reduce like the pressure of having to know it themselves. But it's also not so many people that it's intimidating. Right. And then really like all of them are really interacting and talking about why this works or why it doesn't and what they should do and all these different things. So it's, it's a really great activity. And my students think so too. Sometimes I think something's a great activity and they don't. <laughs> I, I have run into that my time or two. I come in, I'm like, yeah, we're gonna, and then they, nope, yeah. nope. 
<laughs> and teachers are good at letting you know how they feel about something. Yes, they are. So, all right. Um, now, how can we transition that into like the online classroom? Because as you said, there definitely are a lot of us that are still online or some of us are um, doing online and doing in person. So how can we like transition this to online? So, and that's a really great point. Some of you are completely online, some are hybrid, some have some students in the classroom while others are online. So a strategy that I personally would use is um, using Google Jamboard. So everyone has access to Google. It's free, which is really great as well. So what I would do is I would create a different slide with every, a word on each slide. So each slide has only one word on it. And I would assign students in pairs, you know, like you two start on slide number one, the next two start on slide number two and assign each kid their own and have a timer going through your Zoom or whatever it is that you're doing and have them rotate through the slides and they can work in partners. They can see what each other is writing. Um, the only tricky part with that is if you weren't using breakout rooms is being able to communicate. They would all be talking at the same time. So I would maybe have them like type little notes to each other or something. This might be for upper elementary school and up rather than lower elementary school, but um, Jamboard is really great for interacting. You could have in-class students working at the same time as online students and interacting with one another. And I can see how that can work in, um, in a breakout room because yes, they're still on the same board, but you would just put them or put the groups in different rooms and they still be able to see the different slides and mm -hmm. rotate to the different slides without kind of over talking yes. the next person. Yeah, if you have breakout rooms, it would be wonderful. If you don't, it would be a little tricky to work around that, but it definitely would be workable. And then they can, you know, at the end, I go through all the notes that the students have compiled, whether they be pictures or written words. And we talk about why some things worked, why they're great examples. I also have the students write their initials next to whatever they mm. write or draw for some accountability. And then if I have questions, I could say like, oh, why did you draw this for evolution or whatever it is that they were working on? And they can explain to me, which makes them do another level of learning that word. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. So it's like multi-leveled learning where they're up, they're moving around, they're actually kind of getting, um, they're, they're moving, they're thinking, uh, and then they're writing and they're seeing so many different modalities happening at that one time in that one moment. Yes. Oh. Thank you so much, Amanda. I love that. So I'm, I'm actually going to try this carousel in my class tomorrow. I'm going to try this because, you know, in literature, there, there's a lot of like vocabulary and terms and stuff we have to learn to apply them. So I'm going to try it. And you can do it with different characters and having them write about their different characters and things like that. So I'm going to let you know how that goes. I'm going to try it. I'm actually going to try to record it and then I'm going to see how it goes. I'm excited. Let definitely share with me. Maybe I'll be able to like post it. I don't know. I have to see about that one about student faces, but I'm going to see yeah. if I can post like the end, the end result, because I really want to try it. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to see someone else do it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on Tips and Tricks. No and problem. Really appreciate you taking the time. This has been another episode of Tips and Tricks with Danielle Shelton and Amanda Hall. See you guys later.